It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Hugland, your host for this evening. Tonight, my focus, election security 2024, and how we fight the cognitive war in the context of the upcoming election. <clears throat> As I've talked about before, during this upcoming year, I plan to expand on real examples on how to win in this ongoing cognitive war. Today, I'm gonna to cover election security 2024, and how we wage the cognitive war in the context of this upcoming election. I'm gonna lay out how to fight this war over the next several months until the election, and I'll do so by highlighting different definitions. I'll provide you examples of the global and domestic ongoing cognitive wars. <clears throat> I'll dig into an application of different analysis, theories, and operations related to this war and provide not only advice, but my assessment on how to win. To win a war or a battle, though, one must have a strategy. Now, the left always has a strategy and is very well thought out, very well planned and methodically executed. And I'll touch on that today. But for this war, <clears throat> I will continue to use my four-point strategy that I lay out in detail in my book, The Cognitive War, why we are losing, how we can win. I use that four-point strategy to guide each episode and discussion. I use the strategy to flesh out the four-point approach for a variety of different battles. As for each battle we, we engage in the cognitive war, we must have not only a battle plan, but we must have a strategy to engage and win. Because this war is not only the ex existential threat, it's a never-ending war. So the lessons we take from the next several months and this four-point strategy should be applied not just to the election, but well beyond the election. <clears throat> but today, I'm going to focus on that four-point strategy. I'm going to cover some, some key sub-elements and flesh them out for you in terms of how to win this cognitive war in the election security in 2024. <clears throat> for example, seize the narrative. I'm going to point out the facts on a large number of voter fraud activities that have happened since 2016. We have to seize the narrative by driving home the melting pot versus the polling pot. We can no longer allow Americans to be divided. We must start to assimilate Americans. We must start to assimilate those coming into our country to be Americans and not stop moving from a, a and stop moving this country away from the melting pot, which it was since its founding, and deny the Democrats the means to make it a boiling pot. And we have to start to seize the narrative by driving the reality that those who tend to vote Democrat at this point in time must, must have a, some sort of mental illness, because how can you vote for anybody vote in their right mind, given the impact of their policies on America and the world. <clears throat> Second point in the strategy, proactive and positive legislative agenda. We're gonna have to push and continue to push for paper only ballots. 
and we're going to have to do such things as end birthright citizenship. We have to stop the abrogation of America's legal citizens and their voting rights being overwhelmed by chain migration and automatic citizenship for other folks being brought into the United States illegally. Third point of the strategy, overhaul national security. <clears throat> we have to start to calling out and continue to call out the abuse by our national security apparatus in the 2016 and 2020 elections. We have to hold them accountable. We have to understand how QAnon, the boogeyman was created, most likely from the CIA. Someone needed a boogeyman to have everybody focus on the so-called disinformation and propaganda. Okay, it was part of the whole narrative, the false narrative. We need to take a look at how the Department of State, the CIA, ODNIs, and others work with the socialist media companies and supported not only the false dossier, but two false impeachments. And from overhauling that security apparatus, we have to take a look at how we remove China and TikTok from the US completely. And lastly, the four, last fourth point strategy element is ensure the resiliency and of our republic, constitution, and freedoms. Okay, how do we do this? We have to educate people on when and how to securely vote, to identify their candidates and get the right information. We have to energize the vote, not on just one issue, because this election here is about pure evil versus good, subjugation versus freedom. The difference could not be more clear and more stark. And then we also have to set tripwires for not only reporting on, but for prosecuting voter fraud. And I'll go into some examples on that. <clears throat> As for election security and what we can do about it for 2024, that's why I'm speaking to this now, as we only have a few short months prior to the election. Now, if you don't understand the ongoing cognitive war, then you dang well better learn quickly. Our adversaries have a strategy, a plan, and a multifaceted approach to subvert and obtain absolute power. Now, I've spoken to this on prior episode about how the left plans. We don't on the conservative side, but the left plans, they're methodical and they're implementing, already implementing the 2024 strategy now, while our heads remain up our policy. Okay, we can ill afford this. <clears throat> Now, there's an article by Kevin Stockland in January of this year in the, Ep in the Epic Times. It talks about conservatives and their efforts here and, and the, the, the sort of false, false pretense that they're playing right now. And what I say here is while conservatives play checkers, the left plays go. And I purposely say that because left, many of them are in cahoots with their friends in China, given our Manchurian president. And if you all think the polls are great and that Republicans are inevitable to win, okay, then you're chumps, okay? You're pure chumps. You're easily deceived and you're going to be decimated because we'll never learn. <clears throat> look at 2016, look at 2020, and look at 2022, okay? You have to have learned something by this point in time. In this article by Stockland, he says, while former President Donald Trump appears to be cruising toward GOP nomination, and with a polling lead over incumbent President Joe Biden in swing states, he says Republicans will likely face a much steeper climb in the general election than they realize. I agree. 
Fundamental changes in state election laws coupled with the alliance of left-wing federal, corporate, financial, and nonprofit entities. Now, remember what he said, left-wing federal, corporate, financial, not So the de- weaponized bureaucracy, <clears throat> the weaponized national security apparatus, your weaponized bureaucracy of your federal government public servants, okay, gives the Democratic Party advantages the GOP may uh, be unable to overcome. Okay, may be unable to overcome. He notes in a laudatory 2021 article in The Time titled The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Elections, author Molly Ball detailed a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries, ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. Now, in my book, I talk specifically about this with the theory of the information equilibrium, controlling the flow of information. But listen to what this guy says about Molly Ball's book. And she details well-funded cabal, okay, lots of money, different industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws and steer media coverage. That, my friends, is the essence of the ongoing cognitive war. And that is where the left for the 2020, remember this is a 2020 campaign he's talking about in this article. They planned and prepared for this well ahead of the 2020 election. Okay. And where where was the right? Where was conservatives? They had their heads up their policy again. No planning, no strategy. They thought they're in a way to wave the big Republican wave in 2020 and then 2022, right? Wrong. He goes on in the article to talk about <clears throat> a variety of different things. The risk of voter fraud, <clears throat> such as it is, exacerbated the fight to end practices such as requiring voter ID, verifying signatures, etc., He says, compared to pre-2020 elections, state laws are still far less secure in terms of election integrity than they were prior to COVID. Among swing states, which is really where the election is going to be decided, very little has been done to improve security of mail-in balloting. So as we talk about seizing the narrative, we have to point out the fact of this voter fraud and point out the false and deceptive practices of the left <clears throat> to help diffuse the information and knowledge about how this is done to educate the people. So in seizing the narrative, a key point to begin with is we have to point out the facts on the large number of voter fraud instances, and we have to educate and make the people aware about this. Concurrently, we have to avoid talking about the abortion issue. Okay, I spent the whole episode on this. I'm not going to repeat the whole aspects of it. But in an article, again, in the Epic Times and in December, Democrats warning the Virginia Republican threats to abortion access were the factor that produced the Virginia surprise that will likely be repeated nationwide in 2024, according to Democratic strategists. A Republican campaign pollster sees a huge shift among key voter group could counterbalance the abortion issue, okay, given the millions of illegal immigrants. However, you got guys like Marco Rubio already going out there and talking about the abortion issue and being primary. What an idiot. 
he has no understanding of the cognitive warfare and how we've lost the narrative on that. It says the cognitive war, and this, from my perspective, this cognitive war can be summed up with this example in just what's happening here in Virginia. One geopolitical expert who was not surprised by the Virginia outcome was Mitchell Brown. <clears throat> he said, basically, the issue with it is we have to remember the people aren't voting with their minds. It's an emotive response to things. So when you're asked what issue is at the top of the mind, abortion doesn't come up amongst those things, okay? But once you bring that emotive issue up, it drives people to the polls, okay? It's counterproductive to Republicans. So first, we have to educate, make the people aware. Second, avoid the abortion issue. It's suicide <clears throat> because it's such a stark difference in the rest of the policies that the Democrats are destroying America purposely that you'd have to be an asinine fool to bring up the other topic. Secondly, let's talk about the voter fraud convictions <clears throat> and challenge the narrative on secure elections. Since 2016, okay, we've seen a variety of different rabid instances of voter fraud. Okay, in 2020, we saw it go on steroids. Criminal convictions across the U.S. call into question the narrative that election cheating is rare and of little impact, states an article in the Epic Times, okay, in December of this year, I believe. In a June 2023 congressional hearing, Representative Joe Morrell, a Democrat, called Republican members' attitudes about widespread voter fraud cynical. In a series of election integrity hearings, they were conducted in the House as tedious and redundant. <clears throat> However, the Heritage Foundation, conservative think tank, which doesn't do much in my mind, but in this case, they came out and did a study on widespread and found widespread instances of election fraud. Okay across the United States. In the number of cases, the abuse of the system was well-calculated and organized. Well-calculated and organized. Again, pre-planned strategy by the Democrats and what they're doing here. Heritage findings were bolstered by a Rasmussen report in the Heartland Institute in a poll of 1,085 likely voters in December of 2023. Found that 21% of those who voted by absentee and mail-in ballots 21% admitted to filling out the ballot in part or full for someone else, which is illegal. It's illegal. Of the 30% who said they voted by mail or absentee ballot in 2020, 19% said a friend or family member filled out the ballot part and full on their behalf. Illegal. Respondents were surveyed by telephone, okay? And when it's uh, the results of the survey are nothing but stunning because <clears throat> it has 95% level of confidence. For the past three years, Americans have been repeatedly told the 2020 election was the most secure in history. If the poll's findings are reflective of reality, the exact opposite is true, Mr. Hacken's Haskins blames election laws. Quote, a Democrat republic cannot survive if election laws allow voters to commit fraud easily, he said. Duh. Mr. Haskins is, Haskins is correct when he says that despite much progress being made to eliminate election fraud, much more work is needed in most regions in the United States. In two separate polls, one conducted by the Washington Post and the University of Maryland in 2023 by CNN, 
<clears throat> and others, between 36% <clears throat> and 38% of Americans believe the election of President Joe Biden was illegitimate. All right. We're not psychotic. We're not election deniers. We look at the facts. We look at the facts. Lastly, the explosive Halderman report released in Georgia just recently. In this report, the Gateway Pundit Joe Hoff reported, Obama judge had sealed that report, okay, to keep it out of the eyes of the public. The corrupt Obama judge, Amy Totenberg, sealed and covered up the results of an investigative voting machines in Georgia, said the report in June 22 in Gateway Pundit. This report still has not been released. Now, it was just released, <clears throat> and it showed that one can alter alter the voting machines with just a few simple tweaks. All right, so we're going to come back. When I come back from break, we're going to continue the discussion on election security 2024. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We almost do our part, share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. I'll be right back. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Tonight's topic, election security 2024, and how do we win this ongoing cognitive war? We're related to election security. As we left for the break, to talk about the Haldeman Report. And in this article in Gateway Pundit in June 22, I talk about, and many of you may have heard this, may, may, many may have not, is that Haldeman Report released in Georgia confirms votes can easily be altered through defective Dominion voting machines. Raffensburg hid this from the public, okay? In the article I mentioned, corrupt Obama judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the investigation in the voting machines in Georgia. The report has still not been released at that point. It's now been released. And it points out how easily one can change the election machine voting 
outcome of the machines in Georgia. Okay. Just despicable, just disgusting. But what do you expect? Okay. But this is the point I was talking about. If we have to seize the narrative, we have to have a methodical communications campaign that highlights to Americans how corrupt and how dishonest many aspects of the election are. And not to dissuade them from voting, but to get them informed and educated on what fraud is and how to report it and other things. And I'll come back to that in a moment. <clears throat> Another aspect in terms of the left continues to conspire to keep election voter fraud quiet. In an article in the Epic Times in November of this last year, never before seen emails were released by the House Judiciary Committee on November 6th of, of last year revealed that a government-sponsored task force was muzzling public figures, thousands of ordinary Americans, and media outlets such as Newsmax, the Babylon Bee, when they reported election irregularities. Okay. On election fraud, a Lawrence, Massachusetts voter who'd been turned away from the polls on election day and told that he had already voted found out that he was the victim of fraud. He checked the footage on the video camera outside his front door and saw that a woman had removed his mail-in ballots from his mailbox, and he called police. When we went to the polls, he was denied because he said he'd already voted. Now, the emails released by the Judiciary Committee should outrage all Americans, the article goes on to say. <clears throat> the federal government devised a scheme to covertly stamp out public debate over election fraud. Just when the Democrats were pushing many states to adopt new election rules in the face of the COVID-19, a.k.a. China flu. Americans are entitled to hear the pros and cons of those rules. They still are. The emails show that officials in the Department of Homeland Security and Department of State, okay, part of the NAS security apparatus here again. I'll get to that again in a minute. Organized the Election Integrity Partnership in 2020, securing academics at Stanford University, University of Washington, socialist media companies such as Google, Facebook, and YouTube to label the postings of certain people as misinformation and take them down entirely. Now, don't be fooled by the name of the Election Integrity Partnership, the article goes on to say. This task force did uh, the opposite. It silenced the concerns about election integrity. The First Amendment bars government from censoring. So what did the government do? It outsourced the censorship to the Election Integrity Partnership. Now, this cabal went on for a number of years, okay? And it has finally, finally started to be put down because of different cases brought forth. And one of those now is before the Supreme Court. <clears throat> we have to point out the fact your vote is being abridged, okay? not only by the abuse of the national security apparatus to censor you in concert with social media companies, but given the number of illegals being brought into the country, anchor babies, and birthright citizenship, this is not about the great replacement theory. This is about abrogation of votes for one purpose only, to advance, to advance the 21st century plantation of dependency so the Democrats can continue to gain power, and that's their sole effort. <clears throat> Yet we have to also point out the costs. We have to point out the costs as we move into election security issues. We have to point out the costs of this illegal immigration here, 
of 14 to $25 trillion on new taxes or national debt over the next 20 years on you, Mr. and Mrs. American. Now, your vote, in my opinion, is being the bridge purpose <clears throat> in Breitbart, John Binder article, November 23. Over 23 <clears throat> million immigrants are eligible to vote in the United States ahead of the 2024 elections who have now become naturalized American citizens. Okay. The point here is, though, <clears throat> is that you have 23 million immigrants eligible to go because they now become naturalized. If it is legal immigration, fine. But many of these folks are naturalized because they come here in a birthright citizenship. That's not fine. The share of American electorate that is foreign-born is immensely significant because presidential elections, particularly in swing states, are often decided by small margins, the article right, uh, goes on to say. The 2020 presidential election, for instance, was decided by just 7 million votes. Okay, Foreign-born voters are overwhelmingly more likely to support Democratic presidential candidates over Republican candidates. Okay, In 2016, though, failed Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton won foreign-born voters by 64% compared to Trump's 31%. <clears throat> Put it another way, the article says, if the 2016 election was up to foreign-born voters, Clinton would have beaten Trump in a in historic landslide. Now, why is it you think the Democrats want another 12 million illegals into this country? Because each of those have typically two kids. Okay, that's 24 million new voters, which by... The statistics, because of the dependency, the new plantation dependency, okay, and beholden this to uh, the government to give them their money, to give them their welfare, to give them their health care, to give them their education, okay, are going to probably vote Democrat. Now, that's a whole other communication strategy conservatives have to think about, is we can't just look at deportation. We have to look at how do we assimilate, educate and gain the support of legal and illegals coming into the United States for the law of the United States, the Constitution of the United States, <clears throat> and get them to vote Republican when they do become legal citizens. In the article, it says an overwhelming majority, about seven in 10 illegal immigrants to the U.S. arrived by chain migration. <clears throat> by 2043, the U.S. is on track to add an additional 15 million 15 million foreign-born voters to the American electorate. Now, when you have a lot of people on dependency, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to vote to get more free stuff, okay, especially if they have nothing. But this is the Democrat strategy. It has been for the last six decades, but conservatives have been too damn stupid to stand up for it. And finally, you're seeing some sort of push after three and a half years to actually close down and stop the border. So let's look at some math here real quick, because as part of this election security and integrity, it's also important for Americans to understand the narrative and what the costs are going to be. You have 330 million Americans. And right now you have at least 30 million illegals between 1980 and 2021 coming here, <clears throat> each having probably two children. Okay, that's a minimum. Now, add 12 million to the last four years, and that's 72 million. That's 20% of the U.S. population. Now, if you look at the average cost to raise a child, it's 250000 to 350000 per year, <clears throat> I mean, per child over the lifetime. 
and take note that at least 50% of the 72 million the safe for estimated purposes are kids. That's 36 million. That's nine to $12.6 trillion cost. All right. Now, if you take a look at the total of the 72 million, and you have to figure that a lot of those people are also getting free health care, social services, welfare, education. And you have a low end spectrum for the other 36 million of $150,000 per person over the rest of their life because the government's taking care of them. Now you have at the low end 5.4 trillion and the high end 12 trillion and total impact to America taxpayers 14 to 25 trillion dollars. <throat> So for the kids alone, nine to 12 trillion. For their adult parents, five to 12 trillion. And over the next 20 to 30 years, 14 to $25 trillion total. Okay, that's absolutely insane and unconscionable. Okay, that's gonna be added to the national debt. And that tsunami is just starting to be being felt today. We cannot solve this problem by a deportation alone. It's impossible. We're gonna to have to drive assimilation personal accountability, and certain thresholds to become U.S. citizens to vote. But conservatives have little strategy, no plan, or message here to drive the simple understanding that they left their these people left their countries because of poor economics and freedoms. They're coming to the USA. <clears throat> One party wants to make you a perpetual dependent and a new slave on the 21st plantation, century plantation dependency. The other one wants to make you free and independent. <clears throat> Where's that message? Where's that message, America? We don't hear it. Remember, in this ongoing cognitive war, the human mind is the battleground. It's the battleground <clears throat> for the will, the soul, and the heart of the people. We can't just deport everybody. That's going to be impossible. So what's our plan to communicate, engage, and assimilate? and set requirements for people <clears throat> to stay here in the United States. We damn well better be thinking about it. <clears throat> we have to protect their borders, our voting, and other stuff in the upcoming elections. I'll take a look here at an article by Nabeen Afrawali in the Epic Times. <clears throat> As compromised President Biden and the progressive, his progressive cabinet, Congress, ignore the plight of 30 million Americans. Now, this is me talking. Biden and his incompetent Congress, Democrats, and incompetent cabinet, <clears throat> they ignore the plight of 30 million Americans below the poverty line. While they let in 12 million more illegals to advance the new plantation of dependency. It's time to fix this broken system and impeach everyone, every last one of the left who's putting the illegals above the legal. <clears throat> illegal immigrants with anchor babies using more welfare than U.S. citizens, Naveen Asprali in the Epic Times writes, households that are headed by illegal immigrants have U.S.-born children are more likely to use welfare than their homes led by U.S.-born individuals, according to a recent report by the Center for Immigration Studies. At least 59 0.4% of illegal immigrant-led homes use one or more welfare programs compared to 39% of households headed by people born in the United States. 
So if you don't think the Democrats want to advance a new plantation and dependency for 21st century, look at those statistics. Nearly 60% of the legal immigrant households, okay, use welfare programs compared to 39% of people born here in the United States. The article goes on, high rates of welfare use among illegal immigrants primarily reflect their generally lower education levels and their resulting low incomes. Okay, more than half of all illegal immigrant households have one or more born US, U.S. born children. Now think of that based on the statistics that I just talked about in the 14 to $25 trillion bow wave that's coming to you, the American taxpayer. <clears throat> children born to illegal immigrants in the United States, the article goes on to say, are also known as anchor babies. Okay, according to the Fed data from the Federation for American Immigration Reform, <clears throat> the total number of U.S.-born children of illegal aliens in the United States stood at 5.78 million, more than two times that of Chicago, the city of Chicago. Now, if this goes on to talk about some of the costs and stuff, net annual costs, $150 billion for U.S. taxpayers by the beginning of 2023, annual costs by $35 billion. Okay. It doesn't begin to capture the full cost here. Point here is part of the strategy, four point strategy, <clears throat> is to have a proactive legal legislative agenda. I'll come back to this, but we have to end birthright citizenship. Now, multiple GOP members, the article goes on to say, have taken a strong stance against birthright citizenship. And in 2018, President Donald Trump said he would move the birthright citizenship by executive order, which didn't happen. Donald, didn't happen. In his 2024 campaign, President Trump has reiterated his position. Okay, he said he promised to sign an executive order <clears throat> to solve this issue on, a, on his next term in presidency. Well, news for you, America. News for you. Executive orders are worthless for the most part because they've been overturned by the next administration. We need to put this and birthright citizenship into law. What's the President Trump's plan to put this into damn law? Okay, get over yourself. Executive orders, you should have learned by now, are about as good as expiration date on a milk carton. Okay, we have to take a look at how we move this country to a legal law-abiding country, <clears throat> highlight the election security fraud that's been going on, and hold those committing it to account. To that end, as part of our strategy, we can't wait. We have to start counting the narrative now with facts. Donald Trump's campaign asked allies on Capitol Hill in recent days to publicly counter criticism the former president would govern like a dictator. <clears throat> now, I bring this up purposely because this is part of controlling the narrative and seizing the narrative. You've already seen Biden for the last three and a half years act like dictator in chief Go on TV with Marines on either side of him with the red cloak of evil behind him, like Darth Vader, and do a number of things for social media companies, the government to weaponize and control and act like a complete dictator. But they're less very good at driving narratives. And so what they have done? Do as I say, not as I do. So now they paint Trump as a dictator. This is part of how they turned a the whole language narrative thing around. Okay, it's very Orwellian, but they're very good at this. The left is very good at projecting something they're already doing. This is the real danger in the cognitive war. 
when it's especially when it's repeated by <clears throat> mainstream media, the socially socialist media companies and stuff like that, to require this to to fix this requires people understanding the cognitive war. Okay. We have to drive the narrative. We have to drive the narrative with the right message and the right spokesman. <clears throat> For example, Black Lives Matter brand's co-founder, okay. He says Trump's the best candidate for president. Candace Owens, okay, Candace Owens, who I've been talking about uh, the Democratic plantation, she too comes out says it in a book called Blackout: How Black American Make It Second Escape from the Democrat Plantation. Okay, those people, former BLM guy and Candace Owens, they're perfect representatives to bring the message to America. Okay. We have to talk more about this, and we will in just a second when we come back from break. Remember, you can listen to our shows on the NAS Security Hour. They play weekdays at 8 p.m. now, 8 p.m., not 7, on the Eastern Time and the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. I'll be right back. Now, George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Asiya believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite, and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CoFixRx because it works. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. Today, Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Tonight, we're talking about election security and how to win the cognitive war in 2024 on election security. As we left, I was talking about Mr. Fisher, <clears throat> who was a former BLM uh, co-founder, okay? And Candace Owens, a true blue patriotic Republican, okay? And how they both are perfect spokesmen to help get the message out and drive the new narrative, okay? We have to find the right narrative and stuff. 
Lastly, on the narrative, I've talked a lot about the narrative because the narrative is key. Now I'll get to the other points to my strategy here in just a second. <clears throat> the last point in the narrative, Newt Gingrich got it quite right when he says, what you're seeing on the hard left is not a political problem, it's a mental health problem. Okay, these people, he says in an article, okay, uh, in Real Clear Politics by Ian Schwartz, Gingrich is quoted as saying, these people are who are generally out of touch with the reality. They live in a very strange, paranoid world. They have, you know, I mean, people, for example, who can rally in favor of cutting off the heads of babies are pretty sick. It's not just a political argument. The people you showed a while ago on the floor of the House who are babbling almost incoherently, they are defending a level of terrorism that takes you back to the Middle Ages. <clears throat> so what Gingrich is highlighting here is not only the power of the narrative, but the fact that the Democrats have seized the narrative and you have people who are out there protesting in support of Hamas, okay, the slaughter of innocents, the genocide of Jews, and Democrats now overwhelmingly supporting that action, okay, okay, a number of Democrats overwhelmingly support that, okay, those actions and condemning Israel, <clears throat> calling for ceasefires. That's the power of the narrative. So America, we must seize the narrative, point out election fraud, and start to talk Americans and educate them on what's really happening. Now, secondly, proactive and positive legislative agenda. Second part of the strategy. How do we apply that in 2024? Well, first of all, we have to push for paper-only ballots. Limited mail-in ballots with stringent requirements for submission and signature of voter ID validation. Secondly, as I talked about, we have to end birthright citizenship. We have to stop the automatic U.S. citizenship anchor babies of people coming here to the United States. <clears throat> it's abrogating the rights of true law-abiding Americans. <clears throat> Third, we have to understand our current local laws and state laws and apply them when necessary. Now, there's an example here. Okay, example here. 24 Pennsylvania lawmakers sued the Biden administration over election laws. Beth Brazili in the Epic Times in January 23 <clears throat> wrote about a complaint of a judge, and they asked these, these uh, lawmakers, asked the judge to declare three actions unconstitutional. A voter registration executive order by President Biden, a voter registration action by Mr. Shapiro from Pennsylvania, and several Department of State directives. <clears throat> now, why is this important? Because when you take a lot of pro look at a proactive legislative agenda, executive orders aren't going to cut it. Executive orders aren't going to cut it. So what's the conservative's agenda to help Americans understand which most support voter ID laws? They're handing out now driver's license to every damn illegal that comes across the state lines in multiple states. They're handing them driver's license. How easy do you think they're going to be to get their next their voter things and their voter, voter ballots? <clears throat> so we have to have a proactive, positive legislative agenda. We have to have a narrative to go along with that. <clears throat> Election efforts in 2020 to deny a free and fair election were multiple and fraudulent. An example comes from another Epic Times article 
<clears throat> okay. It talks about an example where about the privatization of state election systems by wealthy donors. It talks about the Zuck books and how tens of millions of dollars were given to the city of Philadelphia, okay, whose entire election administration budget was 15 million, but they got $10 million grant, okay? But the grant money was used to specifically get out certain voters, all right? Certain voters. <clears throat> We have to put in place laws to preclude the use of Zuckbucks and the like. So where is the legal battle, the strategy, the plan from conservatives to make the elections in 2024 more secure? Where's the legion of lawyers who are lined up by state, by county, <clears throat> ready to challenge and use local election laws, local police and local authorities to help educate voters where and when how to report and what to report on related to voter election integrity and fraud <clears throat> in the upcoming elections. Now, in this January article from Kevin <clears throat> Stockland, uh, January 2024, he said, uh, the secret history of the shadow campaign saved the 2020 election. Author Molly Ball detailed a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries, ideologies, working together behind the scenes and I've mentioned this up front, to influence perceptions, change rules of laws, and steer media coverage and control the flow of information. So as we take a look at how do we secure and have secure elections for 2024, we have to take a look at how do we control and enable the free flow and diffusion of knowledge and information. Because what the DNC and others did, they put together a five-part strategy to ensure President Trump didn't win and wouldn't go to second term in 2020. Part of that five-point strategy <clears throat> was a bunch of left-wing foot soldiers, Antifa and BLM, who were left on steroids and called to assemble if Trump would have won to create a crisis, total anarchy and total chaos. But the dogs were called off because their fraud campaign worked. Now, if you don't think they're going to plan to do the same thing in 2024, <clears throat> so what's the what's the plan for election security in 2024 across America and major cities to preclude Antifa, BLM, and other left-wing nuts from waging anarchy and war like the summer of love and hell you have not yet even begun to realize when Trump wins in 2024 if he is successful? It can overcome these other aspects here. <clears throat> but what's our legislative and proactive legislative agenda and legal agenda to do that? Where are we deputizing sheriffs, deputies? Where are we adding militias by states to help secure elections for 2024? <clears throat> and where are we preparing for the radical anarchistic type of response from the left? We better be. Third point in the strategy, overhaul national security. Okay, a couple of key things here. We have to make sure Americans realize and we call out, because they have very myopic view, very short-term retention span, the abuse by national security apparatus in a 2016 election with the dossier. We have to point out the made-up QAnon, the boogeyman that was created likely by the CIA, <clears throat> 
or some element in the intelligence community to create a boogeyman that didn't exist of the right-wing so-called boogeyman, white supremacists, just like in the DOD that Mussolini, Millie, and Autistic Austin never found. We have to hold accountable those in the Department of State, the CIA, the ODNI, Department of Justice, the FBI, and others who supported the dossier, the false impeachments, and there's still no accountability to Hillary, Pelosi, or Schiff. We have to remove TikTok from the USA and China from the USA. You have 150 million Americans who use this system. 150 million Americans use this system. <clears throat> we have to challenge the false and Orwellian accusations and Stalinistic show trials of the FBI and Department of Justice at every turn to persecute and prosecute Christians and Catholics and church, parents as domestic terrorists, and all mega people as extremists. And we have to stop giving funding and government funding to enable censorship of its own citizens, as I talked about earlier up front, with the weaponization of our national security apparatus, the use of the Department of State, Homeland Security, and others, the censor with socialist media companies, the Election Integrity Partnership, law-abiding Americans who tried to point out election fraud. <clears throat> so let's take a look. In terms of overhauling national security, it's broken. It's fundamentally broken. Okay, it's missed the big picture things for the last so many years. It missed 9-11, missed the two Arab Springs. It missed a number of the key aspects. It never realized that the war being fought in Afghanistan was a cognitive war, not a kinetic war, for over 20 years. It's inept, it has cognitive dissonance, it's an industrial age relic and must go. And this is no more highlighted than a recent report by the, the National Intelligence Council, an IC assessment that was just released in December. It's a now declassified foreign asset threat assessment to the 2022 U.S. elections. <clears throat> Key judgment number one. The IC assesses that China tactically approved efforts to influence a handful of midterm races. Okay. Key judgment number two. The IC assesses that Iran's influence activities reflected its intent to exploit perceived social divisions in U.S. democratic institutions and undermine confidence in those institutions. Judgment number three. The IC assesses the Russian government and its proxies sought to denigrate the Democratic Party before the midterm elections to undermine confidence. Why? to undermine support for Ukraine. Three, the IC assesses that a range of additional foreign actors took steps to undermine US politicians seeking re-elections. Now, remember, this is the same intelligence community <clears throat> that in 2021 said the most existential threat to America was climate change. No substantive proof is an intelligence assessment. Where the hell is the proof? None. But 2021, climate change was in 2023, it was China. Okay. And we're supposed to trust their judgments. The thing here, though, is <clears throat> these are judgments and assessments. They're useless. They're useless. Everybody saw a number of the distant activities here. But what do we do about it? The United States has no capacity, no capability and expertise to fight this cognitive war and drive a proactive agenda and offensive against our adversaries in China, Russia, and Iran. 
we sit back and we react. <clears throat> and after the fact, we find out there's abuse and there's disinformation and there's propaganda. And sometimes during the event, we find the same thing. Okay, but what the hell are we doing about it? <clears throat> the intelligence community is useless in this regard. $100 billion going down the Schiff hole. Yes, Adam Schiff. Going down the Schiff hole because it's an inept, it's industrial, and it's not tied to the information age of reality anymore. It has been politicized and it's been weaponized. Now, on weaponization, in an article in Zero Hedge, okay, the FBI under Biden has quietly created a new category of extremist it wants to track and counter. Donald Trump's army of mega followers. Okay. That means the FBI is looking to track over half America. And you've seen that if you go to any of the hunting stores, okay, fishing stores, other stuff, they're tracking your accounts, they're looking at your accounts. Okay. This is unconscionable. This is why we have to overhaul the national security apparatus, not only because it's broken and inept, but it's been weaponized. <clears throat> now, really, the China. We also have to take a look at TikTok. TikTok is CCP's weapon of choice in the cognitive order. We need to ban it. They have 150 million Americans, and we need no look no further than what happened with the 7 October events in Hamas and what happened to the mass demonstrations here in the United States and mass support for Hamas and the genocide of Jews. Now, what the hell do you think is going to happen if the Chinese... Can they use that to influence that type of dramatic impacts and, and outrage and, and protests here in the United States against Israel and against, against people who love freedom? What do you think they're going to do if China influences them to say that the 2024 elections and Donald Trump's going to win is an anathema to freedom and democracy? The cognitive war is the main battleground. It is the most scary battleground. It's the human mind. And we have no control over that. We have to get the hell rid of TikTok. <clears throat> Congressman Gallagher said heading into an election, if the people under 30 are getting their news from TikTok, it can create absolute chaos. And he's correct. Half of American age 24, 18 to 24, believe Hamas terrorist group was justified in murdering those 1,200 women because of TikTok. Think of that, people. Think about that. TikTok has enormous influence. We have to stop it. Now, another big area for the 2024 elections. <clears throat> we have to have the U.S. government, national security apparatus, get the hell out of helping big tech spot foreign meddling amid in the GOP and efforts to block foreign meddling. Why? Because they're on the left-hand side of the fence. We've seen how socialist media companies since 2016 have continued to undermine free and fair elections, censor the truth, Control the flow of information. As I talk about in my book, The Information Equilibrium, control the flow of information. Why? <clears throat> to drive false narratives. Okay. U.S. government must be stopped from helping big tech in this effort or driving big tech. 
because we all understand what happened, okay, with Department of State, Department of Homeland Security, and the different socialist media platforms. And there are a number of lawsuits brought to counter these actions of the U.S. government then forcing socialist media companies, in other cases, just asking them to, to shut down other people. And they get senators like Mark Warner, Democrat chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, saying legal warfare by right-wing actors had led to a dire situation. All quite contrary, Trotsky. Okay. The article should say, U.S. government stopped censorship bias, the Department of State, DHS, and others should be closed because they're counterproductive to true free and fair elections. Now, lastly, we have to ensure the resiliency of our Republican Constitution and freedoms. We have to do that by educating people on when, how to securely vote, to identify candidates, et cetera. The diffusion of knowledge, we have to energize the vote. We have to set tripwires for reporting and prosecuting voter fraud. And then we have to educate people on the law. <clears throat> so today we covered a four-point strategy and how to apply it to election security in 2024. I could go on for a couple hours on this topic. But I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security issues and speak truth to power. The power of we the people, so we together, can ensure the resilience and security of a republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Mm -hmm.